You are listening to another episode of Love in Kobo, a podcast about life, love, and money. I'm your host, Zakora. So I was minding my business, doing my work, and I just had to stop what I was doing and record this podcast. So what happened is that between me and my husband binge-watching Divorce Court, which I think I mentioned in other podcasts, is one of our favorite shows, I had just started listening to an audiobook probably about five minutes ago. This one is called Think Like a Breadwinner, and I came across it because there's another podcast that I listen to for CPAs who are moms, and the The woman has really good content. And so she had recommended, there's also a newsletter that goes with the group and they had recommended a book called Think Like a Breadwinner. So I got an Audible subscription and I said, well, let me just listen to the book because even though I love reading, being able to sit down and actually read a book is tough to do because I'm usually in the middle of doing different things. So it's easier for me to listen. So I got about Mm, I think 10 minutes into the book or so and I just said I had to I had to stop this and record well she was talking about how um she being the author of this book her name is uh Jennifer Barrett she was essentially saying that she found herself in a tough financial predicament because she basically assumed that somebody would take care of her and that even though I guess she had um, poor money management skills, she just assumed that she would marry someone some someday and that they would take care of her. And that when she ends up getting married, her and her husband, I think they they made around the same amount of money. So he didn't make substantially more than her, which is what I, I guess she assumed her spouse would do. That didn't happen. So then she found herself um, as an adult and as a married woman trying to get her finances in order. It just made me wonder... Like, where is where is this thought that somebody else, be it a man or a woman, will take care of you and that you should just relinquish the reins to to somebody? And, and in addition, I'm even thinking about like all these conversations that people are having about high value men and and sugar days and all this stuff. There's just, again, this idea that somebody else should be the person uh, taking care of you. When I got married, I know that it's a team effort. So I'm definitely not expecting my husband to do nothing. At the same time, I'm not expecting him to do every single thing for me in this life. Because there are a few things. Your your spouse could die. Your spouse can get sick. They can become disabled. They can leave you. There's so many different things that can happen. So even with the best of intentions, it's unwise to just always assume that you will never have to take care of anything on your own. And and this is the way I look at it, right? And this is the way that my mother taught me and my sisters growing up is that you want to be independent. And so she didn't teach us that we should be independent in the sense of you should be independent so that um, you can run your household and you can go and, and boss everyone around. The point of teaching us to be independent was so that you know how to. So that in the event you ever have to take care of yourself, then you know what to do. 
even if you even if you are in a lucky predicament where you don't have to pay any bills of any kind, I think it's still wise for you to know, well, what are the bills? Who are they paid to? So if somebody gets in a car accident, something happens, they're incapacitated. Do you know who to send the mortgage check to? Do you know where things are? Do you know where the documents for power of attorney and all these things are? You still just want to have knowledge. So you should still have knowledge of how to do something, even if it isn't your role. Even if you think about work, right? Say if you're coming in and you're a staff level, you may not be a manager yet, but someday you may want to be, or someday you may have to be if somebody quits. You don't want to wait till the time that you are the manager to start knowing what it is, what, what, what their job entails. You want to know in advance, even if you don't have to do it. And then if ever you, you're tapped in the ring and you have to do it, then you know what to do. For me... My my thoughts about money were shaped when I was younger. I started working my first job when I was 14 years old. And it's not because I had to. What I learned from an early age is that if I'm waiting on somebody else for my money, then that means I have to wait for things to happen on their timeline. So growing up, I, I have three other siblings. So it was a family of six uh, with both my parents and, and my three siblings. And when it came time for school shopping, we would get like $100 in September. And you spend that money to try to get some sneakers, some jeans, some everything. So pretty much we had to go to, to, to discount stores and try to get something that, that you have to rewear uh, for the whole school year. Well, at least the first semester. And then if you're lucky in Christmas, maybe you'll get a, a few couple pairs of jeans and stuff like that. So... If I was waiting on my parents' timeline, not only would I have clothes that I was embarrassed to wear to school, but I had to wait every September to just get $100. So that didn't work for me, especially when I started high school. That was why that summer, um, the summer that I started high school, I said, the summer before I started high school, I said I had to get a job because there was certain, there was a way I wanted to look at school and I didn't want to just wait on that 100 bucks. And I wanted, there were certain things I wanted. So I got a job and that way I was able to to supplement what my parents gave me because I want to say my dad still gave me that hundred bucks anyway to shop and I just added that to the money I had saved up from when I started working in the summer and I continued that job throughout the school year and I worked from the time I was 14 up until um up until now I'm still working so what I learned was that even if somebody is kind enough to take care of you I like the power of being able to get things when I wanted to get them so that to me is one of the plus the pluses or pros of having your own form of income. So I do think that it is important for women to have their own. But again, it's not for the fact that it's not for the sake of bossing someone around. It's just because it's helpful to have something of your own. Even when you're a teenager, like I would feel comfortable going on dates because I knew if something went left, I could pay for my meal. If something went left, I could get on the bus to go back home. Because there wasn't Uber at that time. But now, you know, if you have your own debit card or something, you can get an Uber. So I just don't think it's safe, even from a safety standpoint, to rely solely on the people around you to to for your livelihood. Um, and again, it's great if they're nice enough to say, rely on me, don't do anything. But you should still, in my opinion, have the know-how on what on what to do, even if you don't ever need it. So I just think that certain life, certain things, especially financial management, and I don't mean anything, 
I don't mean anything complex like investing in cryptocurrency and things of that nature. I mean, just having a source of income that's your own, being able to know how to use a budget, being able to have a sense of what what the expenses to run your household or your apartment or your, or your whatever is, knowing um, even something like having your own vehicle, because on divorce court, there are a lot of situations where the girl has no car and then the guy is the one that's responsible for picking her up from work or not picking her from from work. One of the episodes that we watched last week, the girl needed a ride home from work. Her and her boyfriend were arguing at the time. He didn't feel like getting her, so she didn't have a ride back. And I think she had to walk. So I just think just so that you're not even in a position where somebody is pulling the puppet strings and somebody is manipulating you like that, it's just safe to have your own. It doesn't even have to be a lot. Just have something to just be able to keep afloat if you if you need to. I, I just think that financial management is an important life skill. I get tired of this narrative of people saying, oh, I watched Cinderella growing up and I just thought there was going to be a Prince Charming to take care of everything. I, I just don't know where that comes from. I mean, I watched Cinderella and all those things too, but I still don't remember ever thinking that somebody was going to save me from anything. I think maybe it's because I never looked at TV or movies as reality. Like I lived in a household and I saw both of my parents working. I didn't see that the things I saw in movies did not match what I lived in my own reality. So I just didn't think that because Princess Ariel had this lavish kingdom under the sea that somehow this was going to be what happened to me when I was um, an adult. I just, that I, those those two concepts didn't cross over to me. So um, it's, it's just interesting. And I don't remember my mother ever saying, like my mother will always tell me and my siblings to make sure that me, we marry well. And obviously they're not going to, no Nigerian woman or probably any woman at all will tell their daughter to marry somebody that's broke and destitute. That just wouldn't make any sense. So the I think any mom is going to tell their their child to marry the best spouse that they can. My mom, while she told me and my sisters that we should be independent, she never taught us how. So what she would do was that she would say, oh, you should make sure that you have enough money to cover your bills. You should always make sure that you have money left over after your paychecks. But she would never give us the how. She would just tell us what to do. When I got my first check on McDonald's, I spent it on McDonald's because <laughs> at that point in time, McDonald's was my favorite restaurant. And then we got the employee discount because we worked there. So and that was when they used to have the um, the number seven crispy chicken sandwich. Now, they still have a crispy chicken, but it's not the same. The one that they used to have back in the 2000s, 90s, whenever, that the original crispy chicken sandwich, that was my favorite. So I want to say I got like a whole bunch of number sevens and I spent my check. I spent my first McDonald's check on McDonald's and I didn't have anything left over. And then when I wanted to go buy stuff during the week, I didn't have any money. So I learned by trial and error. So when I got my check and it disappeared in pretty much an hour and I found myself with no money, when I came to wanting other things between the, during the two weeks before I got my next paycheck, then I learned, okay, the only way I can have money left over is if I kind of show restraint. And it took a while because the minute I got my money, I wanted to spend it. So after I kept going without things that I wanted because I spent things money too early. And as you remember, when I talked about my money management, when I first started my career after college, 
um, it took a while. It took a while for me to, to get into the habit of restraining myself so that I can get other things that I wanted to use my money on. And so that that was how I learned how to manage money. My question to you, uh, especially to the to the women that are listening, what were your thoughts on money growing up? Did you have the thought that you were going to grow up and try to find a rich husband so that you didn't have to work at all? Were you were you thinking that your financial habits didn't matter because the hope was that you would marry somebody that was financially savvy? Like, what were your own thoughts when it came to financial management and who would take care of that when you get older? And speaking of money management and marriage, it's interesting because between me and, and my husband, my husband considers me to be the more financially savvy of the two of us. So we have a family budget and I make a plan for how debt is going to be repaid, how savings is going to be built and things of that nature. But at the same time, because I believe that it's important for people to know what's happening with the money, even if they're not the ones managing it, I have our budget and where everything's going clear and shared with him so that anytime he can see where things are going at any time he can check the balances of things. So there's nothing that's hidden from him. Now, whether he chooses to look at it, that's on him, but everything's out in the open for him to see. So it's full disclosure, no matter what he decides that his involvement should or shouldn't be. But I just believe that regardless of, of who's the one managing things, that it's important for both parties to know what's going on with their finances. And it's because you should be interested in what's going on with your household. That's how, that's how I look at it. And you also want to have skills in the event that you ever need to use them. Hopefully you don't ever have to use them, but you still want to have them um, just in case. It's kind of like self-defense when you teach women like those self-defense classes. Like you're not taking the self-defense class because you want to be attacked in the alley. Like hopefully you never have to use those self those self-defense skills that you learn. But if somebody tries you in the alley, you know what to do. So that's how I look at financial management. And um that is all for now. I hope that this audio is clear because I could not even find the headphones that I use to record so that I can listen while I'm recording and hear what it sounds like. I didn't have my headphones. I said, you know what? This this book is having me. <laughs> this book is causing a visceral reaction. Let me start recording. And worst come to worst, if it sounds like trash, I'll just scrap it and I'll post it. But yeah, I, I just wanted to know with you guys, what are your thoughts about money, especially the women? Do you even now in 2021 still expect somebody to take care of the finances for you? Do you have a head in the sand approach? Are you the financial manager in your situation? Like what is, what is your situation? I'm really curious to know. And I'll let you know how the rest of the book goes. Um, I'm not making a judgment about the book either way. She's just telling her own experience about what made her want to become more aware of and involved in her finances and for, and everybody has their own story. So there's no shame or shade to her. It's just interesting to me when I still hear that someone expects people to take care of the finances. 